Hey everyone and welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Scouting Report. Wild week in the NFL. Not so much in the NCAA as far as upsets go, but uh, still a fun week. In the NFL, the first head coach has been relieved of his duties. A New York Giants team just keeps on winning and kicker Justin Tucker continues to show us just how good he is. Much more on that. On the college side, some ugly wins, but wins nonetheless in a Notre Dame team that showed that they will be just fine versus BYU. Before we jump in today, make sure you mark your calendars for this week's Wednesday special. John Pont, part of the strength and conditioning staff at Indiana, was on. John is coached, recruited, been part of some big-time programs through the years. He will give insight into a number of aspects, all part of college football. You won't want to miss it. No matter where you're at, there will be a nugget you can get. As always, find me on Twitter at RightStepADV. Leave me your thoughts, comments, or what you want to hear in the future. RSAfootball.com if you're not on Twitter and want to find me there. Love to hear what from you and talk about where we are at in the football season. But with that, let's jump in. Today's player, DeAndre Prince, cornerback from Mississippi, though he did spend some time at Northeast Mississippi Junior College. On the background, an almost consensus three-star prospect out of Charleston, Mississippi, where he went to Charleston High. 11 offers from some of the big boys across the country. Michigan and Notre Dame are in the mix, along with some of those close to home schools, Georgia, Auburn, Mississippi State, and Texas A&M. He was a June of 2018 commit that seemed to know where he was wanting to go and was ready when he got there. On campus, 2019, DeAndre saw time in all 12 games his true freshman season, started three of those. It was a good start, but then was briefly put on hold. Uh, We'll talk about why, but he did choose to transfer to Northeast Mississippi Community College, a well-known JUCO program down in the south for the 2020 season. Saw time in five games during what was a wildly abnormal COVID season, especially at the JUCO level. On the transfer, of course, there's many reasons why a player may opt to transfer to a JUCO for a season. Grades, behavior, playing time, any number of reasons. From what I know, DeAndre was not quite ready for life at a big-time Power 5 school. And though he opted to enter the transfer portal and seek a school first, I can imagine there were any number of discussions with the Ole Miss program, coaches, staff members about what needed to happen to get him back on campus. What is telling about his situation is that it was one year away and then he was immediately back in the fold as an impact player on the defense. Getting your life, your maturity, your life habits right at a JUCO is sometimes the best option for college athletes. That seems to be the situation for DeAndre. Again, it was one year gone. He was back on campus in the spring and stepped back into Oxford where he played in all 13 games with seven starts in 2021. A non-scholarship player when he returned to campus had to re-earn that scholarship, something I'm sure he did as 2021 went. So far in 2022, he has continued his ascendance, starting all six games, helping the Rebs to a 6-0 record. As far as eligibility go, he does have have an additional year of eligibility to use if he chooses that 2022 or 2020 COVID year. He will be able to make that decision probably late in the year based on conversations he has with staff, scouts, NFL personnel. Again, this is a guy that's playing with house money. If he wants to, has a good year and wants to jump to the NFL, he's going to be able to do that. 
uh, without you know worrying about much of anything on the college side. But if he chooses to come back, he can go use that year. On the hoof, you're looking at a slightly lean cornerback at just over 180 pounds. You're talking about six foot, 31 and a half inch arms. Most of these are probably in the fat part of the bell curve. Nothing great, nothing that's going to knock him off the board. Uh, his mid 4 440 time, probably going to be something to watch. I think, I know I talked to some scouts, 445 to 447 is where they see him. I think I see him right in the same spot. Good training. You see this player flirting with 440 as well. When you're expected to be fast, you got to run fast, something he certainly does on film. So let's talk about the player on film. Speed. What are his strengths? Speed. This guy is quick and fast. Good acceleration from his alignment to get into phase as well as run vertical. Smooth athlete, smooth runner, naturally fast. Again, it's not far hard for him to get to speed, get in phase and run. Has good body control along the way. Again, this guy's just easy running. It looks like he's a track runner out there. It just looks natural in the way he moves. This guy also has twitch. Twitchy, in and out of breaks. You can see the spring in his movement. Quick in and out of breaks, can start and stop. Uh, does well stand on the hip. We'll expect him to be an explosive tester with the twitch to play multiple spots. Again, you start wanting to see a little bit twitchier guys in the slot. Could be a spot where you see him at some point. On the weaknesses side, tackling. Again, another ho-hum on a good cover corner. This guy looks to leverage the ball, avoid contact when he can. Does more to attack some wide receivers on screens. Will make tackles when he has to, but again, he is going to tackle when he has to. Again, weaknesses, uh, yeah, I guess. He doesn't when he has to. Uh, just not looking for contact. Doesn't really matter too much. Just good cover corner. Uh, the other one, his size. Again, this is a slightly underbulked player that has enough height and perhaps just enough length to be comfortable as an every down corner. Probably borderline on the outside at 180 pounds with the length he has, but um, he has played in games, remained healthy wherever he's been. He's been part of contact, has come through it. Uh, does look small in some matchups versus bigger wide receivers. Has shown a little bit of a limitation battling on J fades and jump balls with those players. So again, teams will continue to do their work on the size. Can he get bigger than 180? Is he just going to be a small framed guy? Is he a skinny ankle, skinny wrist guy? Guy. Can he stay healthy? Again, lots of questions for scouts to answer through the process. So, on film and outside corner, will play both on the left and right side, primarily on the outside. Has some snaps rolled to the deep half and nub formation, unbalanced looks. Will play in pressing off technique. He's going to bail, he's going to mirror, he's going to soft shoe when he's there. I would call this player a very good athlete. He's twitchy, he's fast, he's explosive. Again, all these things are easy for him to do. Easy mover, operates in and out of phase with good body control and fluidity. His acceleration to get in the hip pocket is good. He can run, close to the ball on routes when he is in off coverage. Good route awareness, understands his angles, where he needs to attack and take away throws, make plays. He will struggle down the field in man, getting his head turned but he is in phase. Not all teams ask you to do that. It's always a tough one uh, for scouts. Some teams in man coverage, once you get in phase, will teach you to turn your head. Some will not. Again, that's something that scouts, as they get through schools, they have to understand, talk to coaches, what are they being asked to do. Always great when guys do it naturally. Not something that this guy does naturally, though, right now. In zone, going to play a spot. Does take some chances to make plays, uh, but is going to do his job. Again, you're comfortable with this guy in zone coverage. Especially because of the traits, how we teach, how a team teaches him to do it, he should be able to do it. I'd call sufficient overall ball skills. Lack of length and strength again are going to show up in the way he attacks the ball. Does have four career interceptions. 
uh, through his career. Five pass breakups through six games so far this year in 2022. So, who were my player comparisons? Two guys kind of came to mind for me. Uh, the second one's a little bit better than the first one as far as the uh, comparison. First one up, though, Kelvin Joseph. So, Kelvin, originally an LSU Tiger before he transferred to Kentucky, where he became a second-round pick of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, biggest differences on these guys, Kelvin had really good ball skills, better ball skills than DeAndre, was slightly more bulked up player. Again, Kelvin on the hoof at college looked like he was a clean NFL prospect in terms of height, weight, speed, good ball skills. Again, things that DeAndre could continue uh, to do as he ascends, uh, but would need to have a big second half to get into that second round where Kelvin was ultimately taken. The other one that really showed up for me was Ambry Thomas. Ambry out of Michigan, third round pick of the 49ers in 2021. Ambry had a number of the same type of bulk and weight questions going through the draft process um, that DeAndre was going to have to answer. Really liked interviewing with uh, Ambry. Had really good answers. Good reason. Again, I'm not going to get into those on Ambry of why he had some of the bulk questions uh, that he did, but was able to answer all those. Again, is DeAndre going to be able to answer those questions? That's something the that scouts will have to find out. Both guys had the speed, fluidity, ability to play on the inside and outside. Both guys question their run fits a little bit and willingness to hit, but again, both guys that can cover and cover well. Um, so I really like that Ambry Thomas comparison. So where do I ultimately see this player in the NFL? Where I Well, I compared him to uh, two day two players in the draft, second round, third round pick. I think this is the type of ability that DeAndre ultimately shows. Will he get picked that high? I am going to be right on the edge right now. I'm going to say this is a top of the fourth round pick right now. Put that fourth round grade on him. I am going to throw an asterisk on this guy. I want to go back and see some late tape as well. Again, you look at the career arc of him uh, in and out 2021 to 2022 he's got some big time matchups coming down the stretch so I want to see some late tape on this player to ultimately see if we can get him up into the third round I think this is a number three four type corner on an NFL roster he is a functional starter maybe not a not ideal starting but if this guy has to line up you know and play in a bunch of 11 personnel matchups is the third corner you're probably going to be comfortable with it he's going to continue to develop I believe he can definitely run has the twitch and athleticism to cover uh, again I ultimately want to see down the stretch more in both man and zone coverage when targeted to make my final grade I do think this player has the traits to make it into the third round if he shows some nickel ability through the process with his route coverage ability to finish plays I think he'll end up there but I'm going to stay fourth round for now make him prove it to me down the stretch and we'll see how it goes so DeAndre show me something down the stretch and we'll talk again later in the year and that does it for DeAndre Burton don't uh, sorry DeAndre Prince I'm thinking of Deontay Burton right there, so Deontay Prince. Don't forget, tomorrow we will have football man John Pont to talk all things football. And on Thursday, we'll be, be, be back on offense with offensive tackle from Maryland, Jalen Duncan. Like, subscribe, and share as always. And no matter where you are watching, keep scouting.